How's it going, Deep Dive Sports fans? It's David here. How are you doing today? And welcome to another episode of Nothing But Net. I'm joined here today by Nick, and we're going to go through the usual first, second, third, fourth quarters. And to start off our first quarter, I'm going to hand it off to Nick to see who he thinks is hot and who's not. Well, I think this one for who's hot is probably pretty, at least to me, it was pretty obvious after kind of watching his return with the Lakers, but Anthony Davis has been on fire. Um, he's averaged, you know, 29 and a half points, 12.3 rebounds and two and a half blocks over the past four games. So, you know, when you look at that stat line, especially with LeBron being out, I know they've, they've had some tough losses. I think yesterday they lost a tough game to the Clippers, but I mean, that is what it is. That, that was a really fun game to watch. And um, I think that, you know, once LeBron's able to come back and they're all able to be healthy, that'll be a fun team to watch, but he, he's he's my who's hot right now because I just think he's he's dominating, he's healthy, and and he's having fun. So for my who's not is just DeAndre Ayton. I think he had a little bit of a layoff too for like a couple weeks. Um, but since he's been back, he's been playing about 26 minutes a game, but he's only averaging 9.7 rebounds and uh, two and a half assists a game. So definitely not something that's that we regularly seeing from him. Now that might be contributing to the fact that Devin Booker has just been kind of going off offensively and Chris Paul has the ball a lot of the time, but, you know, we usually see him get involved in the offense as well too. So he's just, he's not really like, he's not playing bad, but he's just not as he's not playing as efficient as he usually is. So that's kind of my, who's not. All right. That, that is completely fair for me, even though, yes, I am a Cavaliers fan, but I have to go with Kevin Love on this one. In tonight's game, we are recording as of right now on February 4th. So in their tonight, in their game tonight, in which they won, by the way, in 26 minutes of coming off the bench, she scored 25 points, went seven for 18 field goal and six for 14 three points. Now, let me point out that in this season, he went, he is going for 14.3 points a game and seven and a half rebounds. Now, I get that isn't a lot. But considering the fact that in the last couple of years since LeBron left, he hasn't really done anything for the team. When you think that he was supposed to be kind of the leader of sorts for the young group, and we've mentioned this before, he was nothing more than a hindrance. And now he's finally figured out, hey, there's something here. I should hold up my end of the deal, really. And for my who's not, I'm going to go off of your point a little bit, Nick, and actually say the L.A. Lakers as a team. And while, yes, Anthony Davis and LeBron James both have doing, both have been doing good, it's the rest of the team that have not held up the rest of their deal. I don't deny that LeBron James and Anthony Davis have been popping off. It's just they're the only ones doing it. <laughs> And not only that, I'd have to say <laughs> the Portland Trailblazers. Now, that could just be the fact that Damian Lillard's out, but we'll get into it a little bit later. They actually picked up some stuff as well. 
moving on to the second quarter, which is our home team update, I'm going to hand it off to Nick for any updates on the Cavaliers. Um, woo. Yo, this team is, this team is, is playing amazing. I think if you listen to, a, you know, the episode that came out today for Ohio versus Dom and I were just, we're just in awe and super excited. Um, you know, I said it yesterday and I'll say it again. If you took a little hiatus as a Cavs fan, cause you just didn't want to watch all the losing, bring it on back. That's okay. Bring it on back. Cause they're here. They're ready to compete. And this, this is a good team. You know what I mean? I don't, I think realistically, when you look at it, if they continue to do everything right, they continue to grow and they continue to play the way that they, they are. I think that there is a good chance they could make a really deep playoff run, maybe even get to the finals, but that's, that's a big if, you know what I mean? I think a lot of things have to go their way. No, this, this is a good team. I think Ricky Rubio's injury really hurt, but they brought in Rondo that kind of helps out, gives that veteran, you know, point guard that, um, that Darius Garland can continue to grow and learn from. And that dude is, he's running the offense um, like CP3 is running, you know, the Suns. And I think that's a lot of the reason that they have a lot of the success that they do. So I don't really have like a real update other than I know that David said they won earlier. I think we already mentioned that. So that's another win in the column, but this this is a fun team and a lot of they're having fun. Even Kevin Love is having fun and, you know, I don't know if I'd trade him for a dollar anymore. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Yeah, they won 102-101 off a of clutch uh, clutch shot by Kevin Love, actually. Fun fact. All right. The man is clutch now. Okay. <laughs> I yeah, love the energy. Let's go. He's, he, he's earning his paycheck now. That's all I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was uh, apparently clutch free throws, according to my updates. So. The man makes his free throws, apparently. That, that's hard to do for some reason. Yeah, I think that's just a psychological thing. Anyways, moving on to the third quarter, here is a brief news and updates from around the league. Earlier today, the LA Clippers traded Eric Bledsoe, Justice Winslow, Keon Johnson, and a 2025 second-round pick to Portland for Norman Powell and Robert Covington. So... That is what I mentioned earlier. Maybe this could help Portland finally pick up a few more games, get some help where the injury to Damian Lillard is affecting them the most. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know if this is like help. That this trade to me is like like Eric Bledsoe is a guy that I don't. I think they'll probably waive him. I don't think he stays on the team. But I think Justice Winslow and Keon Johnson. I think those guys are both pretty young. So I think they bring them in to see if they can develop them, you know what I mean, going forward. That pick is a pick that they can draft a guy to see if they can kind of develop going forward. And then Norman Powell and Robert Covington, you know, those are two guys that will probably help out the Clippers more than the guys that the Portland Trailblazers got. Because I think I think Portland's pretty much in a – I don't think they're in a rebuild mode, but they're they're kind of probably dealing some assets, trying to get some some young assets back in return. And, and Norman Powell and Robert Covington will be pretty good, like – you know, guards for the, uh, for the Clippers. Um, and they're both pretty good defenders as well, too. So that'll help them out come playoff time, especially when you got to go up against teams um, like the Warriors and like the Suns who have some of the best backcourts in the league. Yeah, definitely. Can't forget this, but the NBA recently announced their 2022 all-star rosters which included names like, for the Western Conference, LeBron James, Andrew Wiggins, and Chris Paul, 
And for the Eastern Conference, Kevin Durant, Giannis, DeMar DeRozan, and Darius Garland, just to name a few. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like there was a player that was snubbed from this year's All-Star game? Um, first, I'd like to say Andrew Wiggins as an All-Star starter is dumb, but, I mean, that is what it is. I think. Uh, I think at this point, this is what I'll say. For when they're doing starters, I think that they should keep like one big man should have to have a spot. But then after that, I think it's positionless basketball. I think it should just be, you know what I mean? It should just be, honestly, the starters should just be the five best players in each conference. I don't care if all those players are guards. It is what it is. You know what I mean? So the fact that Andrew Wiggins has a spot is is kind of weird. I, I think that he probably has played well enough that he could deserve a reserve spot, but I don't know. But my my biggest snub is I think everybody's biggest snub is the fact that LaMelo Ball is not an all-star. And I think it's ridiculous that he's not. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's a fan vote and then the, the coaches kind of vote. So I don't I don't know how much stock you can really put into it. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, like I said, Andrew Wiggins is an all-star starter. And he got there because he made friends with somebody who has 30 million followers on social media. And he told all of his followers to vote for him. So again I, I don't this year's kind of weird because most of the time you look at it and you're like all right we got we got the majority of the best players in the league in the right spots on all these teams you know what I mean but this year kind of seems a little different especially with LaMelo Ball being left out and he's kind of balling out I mean you could probably make some arguments for some other guys but that was that was the big one was LaMelo Ball being left out for me yeah and I feel like you can also throw in Jared Allen because he's been He's been going at it in the rim area. I mean, listen, I, I think that he probably could have had a good shot being a reserve, but there, there's a lot of good bigs these two. So mm-hmm. the problem is, is like, it's not that he's having a bad season. He's having a really good season, but other guys are having even better seasons than he is. So mm-hmm. I can understand why he was left off. I don't think he was really that a snub. Yeah, that's fair. Completely fair. So moving on to the fourth quarter. And we'll be talking about games of a game of this past week. And we'll also be talking about our favorite upcoming game. So for last week, we'll be discussing the Bucks versus Nuggets on Sunday, uh, January 30th. So in this game, the Bucks lost to Denver 136-100, which, if I remember correctly, was the second largest deficit this season. And I just wanted to get your thoughts on the matter. Yeah, it's kind of because the, the Cavs just blew out the Bucks. what, last week? The week before like a that? Like week and a half ago or something. It was like yeah. 109. Well, I'm, I'm curious. You know what I mean? I'm wondering maybe if they're kind of just – I don't want to say they're coasting, but maybe they're trying to figure out some things. I don't, it's definitely weird. It's not a team that you normally see getting beat like that on a consistent basis. Um, and, and by regards, Denver, and obviously we talk about the Cavs, they're not bad teams. Like, those are good teams. So, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not like the Bucks are going out there getting blown out 136 to 100 by Houston or, or the Magic. You know what I mean? But Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think, I think this surprises me most coming from the defending champs more. Yeah. It's like if it was the defending champs doing this to someone else, you'd be fine. There's no question. But it's like it's the defending champs losing at this kind of deficit. To don't get me wrong, like you said, the teams that are really good, but it's the defending champs. 
with one yeah. of the best players in the league. Yeah, it's just weird. I mean, Denver, yeah, Denver's kind of without two of their guys too. So I, I don't know, man. It's definitely definitely something to kind of look at going forward. I don't really think it's that big of a deal. I think there's probably some other things going on, you know, but guys are guys are hurt, COVID. Like there's just a lot of things that are probably happening and they're being affected by a lot of different things. And, you know, yeah. at this point, we're kind of halfway through the season. So I think a lot of guys are starting to, you know, load manage a little bit before the all-star break, you know what I mean? Before they have to ramp it back up towards the end of the season. And it's not like the Bucks are in a bad position to miss out on the playoffs. So I don't think, like I said, I, this is just this is just weird that it's happened twice to them now, um, and maybe it's something to kind of look at if it happens a couple more times because you're like, wow, what are what are teams exploiting in order to do this to you? But it's definitely weird. Yeah, definitely. And moving on to our future game, it will be the game occurring on February 10th, in which the Memphis Grizzlies take on the Detroit Pistons first. What do you think – what are your thoughts on what will happen in this game? I think Memphis is going to handle the game pretty well. <laughs> I mean, listen, De- Detroit – I th- this is this is something that we had a conversation about yesterday, Dom and I, about, you know, um, sustained success. And the Cavs never were really good at that. You know, there's teams like the, the Pistons and the Cavs and the Hornets, um, and I can go down to a couple more teams like the Magic, but they just – they're not – they're not the greatest at acquiring young talent, whether that's through the draft or through trades or through free agency. And for whatever reason, you know, the Cavs and the Hornets have kind of figured it out, but Detroit just still hasn't. They've been, they've been in this rebuild mode forever. And it seems like that kind of happens to almost all Detroit teams. When you're talking about hockey, like the Red Wings have been in a rebuild mode for five years. The Lions have been rebuilding since, I don't know, before they got Matthew Stafford. <laughs> so it's just like, it's, it's interesting to me, you know what I mean? Obviously Cade Cunningham was kind of regarded as, you know, the next great first overall pick. And I'm not, he's played pretty well this season. I think he's, he's done a phenomenal job for what he's had to work with. And I think that there's a very promising career there, but I just, you know, Memphis has jaw and jaw is the man. So <laughs> yeah, definitely. I don't really, uh, I don't really see them losing this game to Detroit. You know what I mean? I I hope it's not a blowout because it's just never fun to watch a blowout, but jaw will do his thing. They'll win this game and, you know, Cade Cunningham and him will get a chance to go at it, which they'll, they'll get a chance to play each other for the next, you know, 10 to 15 years. um, As long as everything goes the way that we want it to go. Yeah, definitely. And that kind of moves on to my next part of this future game. My question is, what are your thoughts on the first overall draft pick, Cade Cunningham, and how does he stand up to some of his rest of his draft class? And just so you know, uh, Cade Cunningham has been scoring, on average, 15.8 points a game, 5.5 rebounds, and 5.2 assists, versus someone like Jalen Green, who is right now little over 14 points, 3 rebounds, and 2 assists, and Evan Mobley, at 15.2, little over eight rebounds and 2.6 assists, which are the number two and three uh, picks in the this year past year's draft. So I personally think he's been doing amazing, kind of like the LeBron factor of sorts and uh, Anthony Davis on LA Lakers in the sense that the rest of the team isn't picking up the rest of the slack 
that I guess Cade Cunningham is kind of giving of sorts. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, when you kind of look at when you look at these other guys and these other teams, um, you know, Evan Mobley, I think he's been playing phenomenal, but he's surrounded by really good talent. Obviously, that team is where they're at because he's he's playing well, but they're also where they're at because of, you know, Jared Allen and Laurie Markinen and Darius Garland and Kevin Love and, you know, what, you know, Ricky Rubio brought to the team before he got hurt. But that team is, is a, there's a lot of good guys on that team and he's kind of benefiting from that. I think Cade Cunningham is, is like I said, he's playing as well as he can with what he has around him and he doesn't have a good team around him. When you look at Jalen Green in Houston, he's doing a phenomenal job as well too for what he has around him. And you get, you know, Franz Wagner, who's averaging 15.8 points a game as well. And he's on the Orlando magic and, and he's doing what he can with what he has around him as well too. So I think that this this draft class is, you know, pretty pretty solid and I think they'll continue to get better and and grow and I mean that's just, you know, Cade Cunningham, you just have to hope that Detroit does a really good job going forward um of putting talent around him. You know, obviously when you pick number 1, it's kind of obvious who you're going to pick every single year because there's a clear-cut, you know, top 3, so you're going to get one of the top 3. It just depends on who you know, turns into the best out of the top three. But I think Cunningham, Mobley, and, you know, Scotty Barnes, those guys are going to be pretty good going forward. And you got some surprises and, you know, Franz Wagner. And that's just, that's how it's going to go. But like I said, he's done, he's done what he could have done with what he, what he has. And he's put together a phenomenal season so far. Yeah, definitely. I'd have to agree. And Evan Mobley is definitely picking up his end of the share. Cause like you said, that, that team is, excellent by just overall standards but also by Cleveland standards too so he's been able to hold up his end of the deal so far at least so that ends our episode of nothing but net I hope you guys enjoyed thank you Nick for coming on tonight and I hope to see you guys in the next one thank you for listening to another deep dive sports show Make sure to follow deep.dive.sports on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can listen to all of our shows wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow our YouTube channel for more amazing content. Lastly, make sure you leave us a comment. We love hearing what you have to say. And as always, until next time, Deep Dive Sports listeners. <laughs>